With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sota Dav Chavtes, page 29. We begin on the bottom of Chavchesim of Beis, three lines from the bottom. Verb Yishmael, in regards to that which Rabbi Yishmael said, Amar Rabbi Akiva Truma. So we said that Rabbi Akiva said that one of the three things that we learn out that a woman is forbidden, first of all, was the Baal to her husband, second was to the Baal, the one that she had relations with, and the third one was that she's forbidden if she's a Bas Kohen, a daughter of a Kohen. So she's not allowed to eat truma. She's not allowed to eat the special kohen food. Umahader ihu kahuna. And Rabbi Yishmael, when he responded, so he started talking about the fact that she's forbidden to marry a kohen. So what's he talking about? He's not talking la'inyan. He's not talking the same thing that Rabbi Akiva was talking. Visu, additionally, Rabbi Akiva kahuna minale. Where does Rabbi Akiva know? Because Rabbi Akiva is going to have to agree to the fact that she can't marry a kohen. So where does he know that? If he's not learning it out from the Kavachomer, as it seems. And if you'll say that Kuhuna does not require of a Pasuk, as we continue on You know why? Because we have a concept that we already said uh, previously, and that is that Suffolk Zona, so a woman like this, she's a Suffolk, we're unclear if she's a Zona, and therefore she is considered like she is a Zona, and therefore she's also forbidden to her husband. So that should be the same thing, perhaps that's the reason why she's forbidden to marry a Kohen, because a Kohen is not allowed to marry a woman who is promiscuous. So maybe that's why. So then if that was the case, the Gemara says, Truma nami So then we should not need a verse for Truma either. Because Rabbi Kiva just said that we have three verses, and one of them is to teach us that she's not allowed to eat Truma. So if she's a suffix Zona, and therefore she is considered a Zona, we consider that if she is for sure promiscuous, then we shouldn't need an extra verse for Truma either. But rather, according to Rabbi Kiva, there are four different drushes that we can make from the verses. We have, it says, Vinitma three times. I'm sorry, it says Nitma three times. And one of the times there's an extra Vav. It says Vinitma. So we have four different verses. We have the three Nitmas and we have a fourth, which is from the Vav. So each one of, the, one of them teaches us that she's forbidden to her husband. One of them teaches us she's forbidden to what she had relations with. One of them teaches us that she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. And one of them teaches us that she's not allowed to eat Truma. So this is that Rabbi Shmuel learns that from the Kavachomer. So he learns out, Rabbi Kiva learns it out from the verse. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Tulasa Kroi Ksivi. He holds that we don't learn out from the extra Vav. So therefore we only have three verses. One's for the husband, one's for the one she had relations with, and one is to teach us that she does not have, she's not allowed to eat Truma anymore if she's a Bas Kohen, the daughter of a Kohen. Ukahuna, the fact that she cannot marry a Kohen, this is learned out from logical derivation. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Why is it, how do we know that we need the verse to teach us Truma? And then Kahuna will be learned out of a Kavachomer from a logical derivation. Perhaps the opposite, the only reason that we know that a Kohen is forbidden is because we have the basis of our Kavachomer, the logical derivation, is from the fact that we have Truma. And we learned that from Truma, that if we see by Truma that she's allowed to indeed eat Truma, but elsewhere by a woman who just got divorced and she's gone back into her parents' house because she has no children, so she, that woman is allowed to eat Truma, but she's still not allowed to marry a Kohen. So certainly in our case over here, where she's not allowed to eat Truma, so certainly she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. So the basis of this Kavachomer is from the fact that we already know that Truma, that she's not allowed to eat the Truma. So now the Gemara is asking, let's say that the third verse is indeed not teaching us Truma. Maybe it's teaching us Kahuna. Maybe it's teaching us the fact that she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. And therefore, Truma, on the other hand, indeed would be permitted. She would be allowed to eat Truma, and then she'd be literally exactly like a woman who just got divorced. 
So he will answer you that no, indeed it makes sense. That we're going to first, the first thing that we're going to include is something that's more like the Baal, when the Isser, the forbidden nature of her relationship with her husband and the one that she had relations with previously. Just like the forbiddenness of her relationship with her husband and with the one that she had relations with previously is something that is while the, her husband is still alive. So to truma, that's something that should be included first because it's something that applies even while the husband is still alive. Whereas if she wants to now marry a Kohen, the only possible way that he can that she can marry a Kohen is only if her husband dies and she becomes a widow. And then and only then can we talk about the fact that she'll be forbidden to marry a Kohen. But if let's say her husband gives her a get, divorces her, so she's not allowed to marry a Kohen for a different reason because she's now a divorcee. But when it comes to someone else, let's say the the one she had relations with, or her own husband, so those apply even without the husband dying. Meaning, if the husband gives her a, gives her a get, divorces her. So theoretically, if not for the fact that the Torah said that she's not allowed to marry the one she had relations with, so she would be permitted to that guy. Just the fact alone that that he, she got divorced. Whereas by a coin, so it's, it takes an extra step. It's much more difficult to to find such a situation where we have to come on to the fact that the Torah is forbidding her to the coin because she'd be forbidden anyway. So first we include something which is truma, which is something that's even when when her husband is still alive, it doesn't require that extra step of him dying, as opposed to including something which is forbidding her from marrying a coin, which takes another another step. La puke kahuna de la Hamisa comes to exclude a case of kahuna, the fact that she can't marry a coin, which is something something that would happen after she dies. So therefore, first we have truma, and then after we have truma, so we can create this whole kalva chomer that will indeed include kahuna and saying that she's not allowed to marry a kohen. Now the Gemara continues, Virbi Akiva, and according to Rabbi Akiva, so now we have a question, because according to him, so we just said that the first thing that you learn out is truma, that's just something that's more dome, it's more similar to Baal and Boyal, to the husband, the forbidden nature of her relationship with her husband and the one that she had relations with. So according to Rabbi Akiva, though, he learns out first kahuna, because he doesn't learn it out from a Kalva Chomer. So why does he do it that way? Rabbi Akiva, the Baal Uboyal Leslie. He doesn't hold that it's better to learn out truma first. He holds, indeed, that it's better to learn out kahuna first, because we find elsewhere, by a woman who got divorced, that what's the first thing that goes? What's the first thing that she's forbidden. First thing she's forbidden is to marry a Kohen. It's much more chamer. It's much more stringent as opposed to truma. Truma is a lighter thing. It takes much more for it to be able to be forbidden. So that's what Rebbe would say. Vi'inami, or he could say Islay. He indeed agrees to that which Rebbe Shmuel said. Nevertheless, he holds, Even though it's something that indeed we would learn Truma first, and therefore we have a basis to create a Kalvachomer, to create a logical derivation to teach us that she's also forbidden to marry a Kohen. Nevertheless, something that can be learned out of a logical derivation, the still the verse does indeed write it. Now, Amar of Gidl, Amar Rav, Rav Gidl said in the name of Rav, Rav Gidl says in the name of Rav that this that we said that we learned out from Sota, that the person has to have the ability to ask them a question in order for their suffix, if they're not sure if they are Tameh or Tahor, in order for that to create a state where they are indeed considered Tameh, they are considered impure even though they're not sure if they're impure. So that's something that we said that we learned out from Sota. But Rav Gidl says in the name of Rav that we learned it actually out from different verses. First one is, from this verse, This is in regards to Basar Shlamim, the meat of a sacrifice. So it says that if it becomes Tameh, if it's for sure Tameh, if it's for sure impure, so then you're not allowed to eat it. It's only something that's 
for sure impure that you can't eat it. But if it's something that you're not sure about it, then you're allowed to. So we see this is something that you can't ask the, the dead meat if it became tummy or not. So it's called and therefore it's suffix if it's unsure, so we consider it tahor. It says in the end of the Pasuk, however, in regards to this meat called tahor, only someone who is for sure pure is allowed to eat the meat. Only someone who is for sure pure is allowed to eat this meat. But someone who is unsure of his status, he's not sure if he became Tommy or not, so he's not allowed to eat. So what do we see? One verse is talking about the person himself. He doesn't know whether or not he's become Tame. So he's the type of person that you can ask. So a person who you can ask, who is unsure, we consider him Tame. But something that you can't ask, like a piece of meat, so if we're unsure, we consider it Tahor. So the Gemara explains that despite the fact that we have it from these verses, nevertheless we need both verses. We need Rav Gittel's verse, and we also need the concept that we're learning out from Sota, as we mentioned on Chav Chesim Ebez. We need both. The Rav Gidl Amarav. We need Rav Gidl Amarav. We also need to learn out from Sota. If we'd have just learned out from Rav Gidl Amarav, so you would have thought that this applies whether we're talking about something that occurred in a private domain or whether it ha- occurred in a public domain. So Itzrich, therefore, that's why we need to learn out from Sota to teach that it's only specifically, just like Sota is something that occurs in private, so to this question, this suffix, when we, we are unsure about it, only applies that we consider it that it's for sure Tame, that it's impure, only in a private domain. So that's Ishtrich Lamigmar Misota, so that's what we need to learn out from Sota. Vi Misota, if we had only learned Sota and we hadn't brought these verses of Rav Gil Marav, Hava Amina Adikodas Umagia, you might think that you need that both the person who's causing something to become Tame and the person who's becoming Tame, becoming impure. So both of those people, in the case of a woman, so they both have Daslishal, you can ask them both. So you might think that it would apply, let's say, let's say a bug, so it doesn't have Daslishal, das it's causing something to become Tame. So maybe in that case, the subject would be. Tower. That's what we need to learn out from this psuk in these verses, and we see from these verses that no, only the person who's becoming Tameh, only that party needs to have Das Lishult has the ability to be able to ask in order for the suffix, for the unclarity to be considered Tameh. We continue. So we had in the Mishnah that on the same day as Rabbi Lezer ben Azari led in all of the students to the yeshiva, so on that day, so the, one of the one of the things that they learned out was that there's a concept of a shlishi letoma. There's a third level to toma. The first level, the highest level, is the avatoma, which is the bug itself. And the first level, the rishon, is the kli, the utensil, the cup that touched it. And whatever's in the cup is a sheni, and that can cause something to be a shlishi if something touches the thing that was inside of the cup. So then it becomes a third level of toma. So we said that was learned out from the pasuk. The verse that says Yitma, which implies that it can cause something else to become Tameh. So Rabbi Yeshua said that according to Rabbi Yechon Mezakai, during his lifetime, he never found a verse to say this. So the question is, so then how did Rabbi Yechon Mezakai know it if he didn't have a verse? So if he doesn't have a verse, how does he say that there's a concept of a third level of Tameh, of impurity? So Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, He didn't have anything from the verse itself. However, from a logical derivation, he did have it. So what's the logical derivation? If we find by someone or something that had to go into a mikvah, because it was impure, so the halacha is that there are three stages of, of becoming pure. The first stage is when a person goes into the mikvah, so when he comes out, he's allowed to touch, handle, and eat chulin, anything that does not have any kind of kedusha, any kind of holiness about it, and also miser, the tithes, 
However, he has to wait until the evening if he wants to be able to handle any kind of truma, any kind of uh, the gifts to the Kohen. So that stuff, if he touches before the, the evening comes, so he makes a tummy. So now we're saying like this. If we find by a person who has just gone into the mikvah, then in regards to chulin, when it comes to something that's has no kedusha, has no holiness, so he doesn't make it t- impure. But when it comes to truma, he does indeed make it impure. So kikar sheni, when it comes to a kikar, that little piece of bread that was inside of the bowl, let's say, or the cup, which had become tame. So the kikar is a sheni, it's a second level of toma. Shepasal So that applies even if the thing itself was, was chulin, was something that had no holiness. Einodin sheyase shlishi betruma. So certainly it can cause that kikar, that thing that became impure, second level of tumah, can cause a third level of tumah. And it's important to understand, Rashi points out, even though we're extending this beyond the thing that we're learning from, because from the thing we're learning from, we don't see that there's a third level of tumah. Nevertheless, Rashi explains that when there's something, when you have a kalvachomer, when you have this logical derivation, it's coming to teach us something. If it's coming to teach us something that we already know from the verse, so there's no purpose for the logical derivation. So it must be that the logical derivation is coming to teach us to extend the halacha, to extend the law past what we already know into uncharted territory. And that means that we're creating this third level of tumah via this logical derivation. So now the Gemara asks, We can ask a question on this logical derivation. Where are we learning out from? We're learning out from someone or something that had gone into the mikvah. So how can you learn out from there? Because that thing, that person, so he's the highest level of Tumah. If a person touches a dead body or he's a Zav, he's someone who had a, some kind of seminal emission come out of him that was an unhealthy seminal emission. So they're called an Av HaTumah. They're not a Rishon, they're not a first level Tumah. They're the Tumah that's above that, the Tumah that causes the first level. So how can you learn out from there? So the Gemara answers, We have a similar case, which is not an Ava Tumah, this father of all Tumas, but rather is a first level Tumah, and that's, a, that's someone who had to go in the mikvah because he had touched a dead bug. So we can learn out from there, and therefore we can learn out to here. So the Gemara says, we, we still have a problem, because by a Tful Yom of Sheretz, a person who had gone in the mikvah because he touched some kind of bug, that type of person... So he has the ability to be a Afatuma. He has the ability to be this highest level. So maybe that's the reason that he can create a lo- another level of, of Tuma. So but who says that we can prove it to our case? Our case, we're talking about some kind of kikar, some kind of food that it's creating another level. Who says? Maybe that can't. Because since it doesn't have the potential to be the highest level of Tuma, we're now on Chavtesim Abayz, by the way, we're on page 29b. So since it doesn't have the opportunity, the ability to be the highest level of Tuma, maybe it can't create another level of Tuma. So the Gemara says, We can prove that it's irrelevant, the fact that it has the ability to become an avatuma to be the highest level, from klicheres, because the klicheres, what's a klicheres? Some kind of utensil that's made out of earthenware. Despite the fact that it cannot become an avatuma, a father, the highest level, it can only be a rishon, it can only start at the first level of tuma. Nevertheless, it has the ability to cause something else, specifically truma, to become tamed as the next level. So the Gemara asks, wait, you can't prove anything from Klicheres. Maybe there it's more Chamor, it's more stringent. We find that there's a special stringency by an earthenware vessel that if something goes within its airspace and without even touching it, so it still becomes tummy, it still has the ability to cause something else to become impure. So the Gemara says, No, so we can prove from someone who has gone and he's going in a mikvah. And so he doesn't, if you go in his airspace, so it doesn't cause something to become tummy. So therefore we see that that's not the determining factor of what has the ability to cause something else impure and create the next level of impurity. So we go back to the beginning. So the, the stringency of this one is not like this one. 
then the stringency of this one is not like that one, meaning they each have their stringencies, but we see that that's not the determining factor because from the other one we see, so we have Tvulyom and we have the Klicheres. So each one proves on the other one that their stringency is not what causes it. So, Hatzad HaShavashabahen, what do we see? That they both have the ability to cause Chuma to go to the next level of Tuma. So, Kol Shekain Kikar So certainly we can learn out to Kikar to the second stage, second level of impurity, this piece of bread, let's say, that if we see that it does indeed have the ability, it is called, that it is possible, it is a level of Tuma, even though it's something that's not holy, the Paisal Bechuma has the ability to make the next level of Tuma, of impurity, on something that's Truma. So all of this was the Limud, how Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai learned out that we can create a third level of Tuma, a third level of impurity, and he did not learn it out from the verse of Rabbi Akiva. However, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai said that some other generation could come along and ruin this Kalba Chomer, Vedor Acher, Parich, what's going to be their time? How are they going to ruin this Kalba Chomer, this logical derivation? You can ask as follows, Wait, both Tvul Yom, someone who goes in the mikvah, and the Klicheres, the utensil that's made out of earthenware, they both have a Tzad HaChamer, they both have a stringency. It's true, they don't have the same stringency, but they do both have a stringency. So over here, by our case, by the Kikar Sheni, by the piece of bread, which is the second level, there's no stringency at all, so maybe you can't learn out to there. Rabbi Yochum and Zakai, however, Rabbi Yochum and Zakai holds Tzad Chamer Leparach, that you can't ask from the fact that they both have a stringency, because the, true, they both have a stringency, but each of, them, each of them has a different stringency. So we see that the stringencies, they cancel out, that that's not the determining factor, that's not what gives them the ability to cause something else to become tummy, and therefore you can indeed learn out from this logical derivation. Now we start with a new Brisa, and so until this point we've been talking about the fact that you could have a third level of Tuma in regards to Truma. Because all we saw is that you can have a second level of tuma of impurity in regards to regular chulin, unholy things. Then we have truma, which is the food of the kohen, so that you can have a third level. Now we're going to say, according to Rabbi that you can have a fourth level of tuma in regards to kachim, the sacrificial meats. Tanya, we learned in a brayso. Rabbi says, apostle. How do we know that the fourth level? You can have a fourth level of Toma of impurity in regards to the meats of the sacrifice. That is possible. Vidinhu, we have a Kalvachomer, a logical derivation. Mama Chosir Kippurim, when it comes to a person like a Mitzora, a Yoledes, or a Zav or a Zava, all these four people, so they're not allowed to eat Kachim. If they touch Kachim or they eat Kachim, so they've done a transgression, they've caused it to become Tame. Shemutter Betruma, but they're permitted. When it comes to truma, they're allowed to touch truma, they're allowed to handle truma. If they're coin, they're allowed to eat truma. Right? These four people are Mitsura, is someone who's leprous, who hasn't brought their carbon yet. A Yoledis is a woman who has just given birth. A Zav and a Zava are two people that have had some kind of emissions come out of them, unhealthy emissions. So they're permitted when it comes to truma. Pasal Bakoidish. Nevertheless, they have the ability to cause another level of tuma in regards to sacrificial meat. So if we see it's true there, where there's no problem of truma, where they're not going to have any kind of causing any kind of impurity in regards to truma, so shlishi, a third level of truma, should puzzle with truma, that it's puzzle in truma, the buck stops there, that's the end. din hu nevertheless, it still has the ability to make a fourth level of tuma, bakoidesh, in regards to sacrificial meats. shlishi so the third level, when it comes to sacrificial meats, that it can get to a third level of Tumah, of impurity, we learn that from the Torah. Ravi, the fourth level, Mikal Vachomer. We learn it out 
from this logical derivation. So I just want to point out here, and it's something we need to understand for the whole piece that we've been learning until now, and that is that when we say a third level, a second level, first level, fourth level, whatever these levels are, it means that if you can get to a second level, that means that if if the aviha avos, the first stage, the highest thing, the thing that causes the tumma originally, so when it makes something tame, so it becomes a first level. Now that first level has the ability to cause something else to also become tame, even though it's not the original tumma, the original impurity. So that brings you to the second level. And if that second level can cause the third level, the third level also is going to become tame via the previous level. And the third level, so when it comes to kachim, you can even get to a fourth level. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. So So we just said that if that if that you can get to a third level of Toma from the Torah we see it. Where is this where is this found? Any sacrificial meats, this is talking about carbon shlamim, any sacrificial meats that touch any kind of tame, any kind of tame, they cannot be eaten because they themselves become tame as well, they become impure as well. So Milo Askina Dinaga Besheni. So from the fact that it says Bechol Tame, anything that's Tame, so we can deduce that we're talking about what even a second level of Tuma, for example, let's say a Sharet, some kind of bug touched a Klicheres, some kind of earthenware vessel, and inside the vessel there was a Kikar, some kind of bread. So that Kikar, that bread, is a second level of Tuma. It's two steps removed from the original Tuma, from the original impurity. So that thing is con- included in Bechol Tame, and we see that what? That causes this to become the Kachim, the sacrificial meats also becomes Tameh. So you see that you can have a third level. That's what the Torah says. It says that you can't eat it. This that we said, that you have a fourth level of Tumah, is learned out from a logical derivation, as we said before. Rabbi Yechanan says, I do not understand this that Ribi, the great rabbi, Rabbi Yaisi said. I don't know what it is. Because we find that its answer, the answer to his Kalvachomer, meaning the Kasha on his Kalvachomer, is right next to it. Because we can show you from that which it says by food that was touched by someone who was only a tfulyom or was touched by some kind of pot that was just put in the mikvah. So, that we see according to the Rabban, according to the rabbis, we're going to see in the following b'risa, that it's something that's forbidden, it causes tumah, in regards to tumah, but it does not make a fourth level of tumah in regards to sacrificial meats. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, Abishal, Omer Abishal says, If we're talking about something that's a tfulium, something that was just put in the mikvah, so this is something that's really a second level tumah, and it was just placed in the mikvah, so in regards to certain aspects, so the tumah is completely gone. Right in regards to chulin, something that's not holy at all. But in regards to truma, so it's a, it's still tummy, it's still considered a second level. So he says in regards to kachim, sacrificial meats, not only does it have the ability to make a fourth level, it even has the ability to make a fifth level. How do you see? Let's see that inside. There's a chumra, there's a special stringency that we said in regards to some pot that has just been put in the mikvah. First, it goes back to be considered a first level, letame shnayim, to create two levels of tumah that have the ability to cause other things to become tame, to become impure, the lifsel echad, and to make it one level that can't cause impurity anymore. So what do you have? You have three levels after this first level. So the first level, we're considering it a first level, but really, it's the second level. So it has the ability to cause three more levels, so that gets you to a fifth level. This is a stringency, specifically by this case. 
V'lifsel echad to cause one more level. Rabbi Meir, on the Rabbi Meir says, Metame echad echad. He says, no, you can only get to a fourth level. So it causes one thing that has the ability to cause other things to become tame. And it has the, the last level, so it can only, it only becomes tame itself. It only becomes impure itself, but it can't cause other things to become tame. Chachamim arim, the Chachamim say, Kishem truma. Just like it causes foods of truma to become tame, meaning only up to the third level. Umashki truma, and also drinks of truma. So that's how that's the level, that's the extent that it's going to cause sacrificial meat, kachim, to become tamim, any kind of sacrificial level, holy level waters, drinks. So now the Gemara here is assuming that Rabbi Yossi holds, like the Rabbanan, the rabbis, that say that kachim, holy sacrificial meats, they only have the level of truma. So how can we say that kabachomer, how can we make that logical derivation to teach us that you can get to a fourth level of kachim if you see over here that you can't. So Maskifla Rapapa, Rapapa says back to this question, Who says that Rabbiasi holds like the Rabbanan? Dilma Kabashal Svirle. Perhaps he holds like Abashal, the Amar Latamishnai Vilifsal Echad, who holds that you can get to a fifth level of Tuma. If he holds like Abashol, why are we bringing the fact, how are we learning out that there's a fourth level of Tuma of impurity in regards to the, the meat of Kachim, of the sacrifices? We're learning out from a Chustri Kapara. Why are we learning out from this case of Metzor and your lettuce, Zav and Zav? We could learn it out right here from the case of some food that was touched by Tvulyam, by a pot or person that had just gone into the mikvah today. And as follows, So if we see by a Tvul Yom, someone who just went in the mikvah, that it itself, he itself, he himself, he can't cause any kind of tumma in regards to Chulin, something that's not holy. Nevertheless, he causes, he can cause up to a fourth level of tumma in regards to Kachim. So food, which is a third level of tumma, let's say Truma. And it's coming because of a second level of Tumah, the Shani Gufei, the second level, Aser B'chulin. It's forbidden in Chulin, meaning it can cause Tumah by Chulin. So certainly this thing, which is the third level, which comes because of something which can create a second level of Tumah by something which is Chulin. So certainly, certainly has the ability to create a fourth level of Tumah, of impurity, by Kodshim. We ended up on the top of Daflamid. Now it's an important point, which I don't understand, and Tysus asked the question, but I don't really understand his answer. The point here is that how do we know that this whole halacha, this whole idea is true by Tvulyayim, by someone who went in the mikvah, that he can get you up to a fourth level of Tumah? We, the way that we learn it out, says Rashi, is from a Chusre Kapara. We, it's, this itself is learned out from a Chusre Kapara. And now we're trying to say, don't learn out the fact that we were, what we were trying to learn out all along, this whole idea of Rabbi Yaisi, don't learn it out from a Chusre Kapara, because we could learn it out from here, from Tvulyayim. The problem is Tvulyayim itself is learned out from a Chusre Kapara. Why would we need a sec? Why is it better to learn from a second kalvachomer, two kalvachomers, in order to learn the same halacha that you could learn out from one kalvachomer? I don't understand that. But Mirza Shem will continue in the next daily daf.